You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Hey, I hope your Tuesday's off to a great start. Uh, I'm fired up for our campus rally tonight out at Redlands. And if you're in the area, I hope you'll join us. We've got dinner at 545, worship and vision at 630. And thanks for joining me for day two of 21 Days of Prayer, where we're moving away from the shallow end of the pool in our prayer lives, and we're diving into the deep end to a place where we realize that we have nothing to hold on to but God. And it's that place where we honestly acknowledge, I'm not big enough, but God, you are. You are big enough. You say, big enough for what? He's big enough for the challenges you're facing in your life. Big enough for the strength you need to care for that family member with special needs. Big enough for the obstacles you face in your marriage right now that seem insurmountable. Big enough for the intense grief you carry in your soul. Big enough for the roadblocks you're facing with your finances. Big enough for the wisdom that you need as as a parent or for a decision. Big enough for the giant mission that God has called us as a church. God is big enough. And while we're on this journey, I want to encourage you, grab a notebook or a journal or open up the notes app on your phone so you can just jot down some ways that God is speaking to you during these 21 days. Now, yesterday we started in Matthew 7 where Jesus is in the midst of his most famous sermon. It's known as the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus says in verses 9 and 10 of Matthew 7, he says, which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if your son asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake. (laughs) Now, that was probably a little humorous to Jesus' original audience because the bread that they ate looked a lot like the stones near the shore of this lake, the Sea of Galilee, where they're gathered. The bread was round or oval-shaped, and it had a pretty tough crust, so it wouldn't go bad quite so fast. And so it was more difficult for insects like to bore a hole in it. And these people knew it would be kind of a cruel trick, right, for a father to give his son a stone when he asked for bread. And then Jesus talks about fish. When you pulled in a net of fish in that day, you had to kind of sort through it because in it could be some poisonous eels. So if your little son or daughter says, hey, can I have a fish? You don't reach in and give them anything because that could make them sick or even kill them. You're not going to give them a poisonous snake. Jesus is making the point that Loving parents want to give good gifts to their kids. And so he continues in verse 11. He says, if you then, you who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Jesus is saying, if you parents who are sinful, and right, we're all sinful, right? The Bible says all of us have sinned. If we know how to give good gifts to our kids, How much more will your Father in heaven, who is absolutely perfect, who is absolutely sinless and holy, give good gifts to those who ask him? Jesus wants us to know God is more than ready to give us good gifts. You say, well then, why doesn't God give me everything that I pray for? And why do do other people get things they didn't even pray for, but I don't get the things I prayed for? I prayed to pass a final exam, but I failed it. Joe didn't pray. He got an A+. I prayed for healing for a sickness, but it got worse. But my neighbor didn't pray, and she got well. Friends, Jesus is not saying, pray for anything you want, and God will give it to you. Those of you who are parents, you know that giving your kids anything they want, that's not a good gift. 
It spoils them. It makes them immature. And it only makes them more demanding, right? Now, remember the context Jesus says these words. These people are wondering, how can we reach the kind of spiritual maturity that Jesus is calling us to in the Sermon on the Mount? It's so countercultural. How can we have the kind of transformed hearts and attitudes and, and, and be the kind of people Jesus is calling us to be? And Jesus is saying, hey, if you'll pray passionately, if you'll keep asking, you'll keep seeking, keep knocking, God's going to give you good gifts. In other words, through that process, God is going to transform you and grow you up and produce the kind of spiritual maturity and character in you that you wouldn't have experienced apart from your prayers. You see, we think receiving good gifts is getting whatever we ask for, whatever we want. But God's good gifts are about transforming us to be like Jesus. And just like you know in raising your own kids, that may not mean giving them everything they want. So here's the challenge for these 21 days of prayer. Are we ready to up the passion level of our prayers and to keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking? And will you be receptive to the good gifts that God gives, whether he chooses to do a divine intervention in your circumstance instead or even better, do a deeper work of inner transformation in your heart? And will we be tools that God can use in the lives of others as a result? God, I thank you for this 21-day journey, and I pray that these moments will develop our prayer life, but more importantly, develop our closeness with you, our dependence on you. Thank you for being a father who gives good gifts. Father, we don't always, we think we know what we need. We don't. So we choose to trust you as a good, good father. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, tell somebody else about 21 Days of Prayer and I'll catch you back here tomorrow. You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. 